Welcome to the J.W. Nixon High School Class of 1992 podcast. I'm your host, Missy Barrientos. In this episode, we have Max Salazar taking over hosting duties again. He talks to Luis Banuelos and finds out what he's been up to these past 30 years. Okay, so Luis, uh, first off, nice to see you. Haven't seen you. I was telling Missy, I think since 2016. Yeah, it's it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, since that time, I think we were at North Central Park or something like that. We went somewhere. We yeah. were talking or something like that that day. Yeah, I remember. Awesome. Well, hey, uh, we're going to start out from the beginning, and I'm sure you've read these questions ahead of time. So let's start out. Uh, so if you can, please say and spell out your name and your profession or uh, what you do that brings you the most satisfaction. All right. Name is Luis. It's L-U-I-S. And I'm a teacher. And that really is what gives me the most satisfaction. I'm enjoying it. I've been doing it already for three years, for the last three years. That's that's what I've been doing. I'm a middle school science teacher. Wow. Okay. So that, you just blew my mind. I remember you as the computer guy. I still do. I still do. But I kind of got as far as I could with it. I enjoyed it. I still do that after, if you can imagine, I still do that after uh, I get out of work from school, which sometimes is real late, but I still do it because I never really stopped liking it. It's just, you know, I don't want to live my life saying that I only did one thing or for people to know me as only one type of guy that this is all they do is they're a computer nerd or something. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy, if I could find joy in one thing, why can't I find it in something else? So I did, I, I finished uh, everything I needed to do to become a teacher and and that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. That's really interesting. It's actually a career I was looking into recently here in Massachusetts. Uh, it's, it's highly unionized. So our salaries are, would be about 100000 a year. But it, it is expensive liquor. But okay. Uh, so uh, before we go on, I just want to say, I think it's funny that you're a teacher, but you're the computer guy. Because I've been a software developer for a year now, which, yeah, I know you're like, Maths, coding, what? But anyway, so let's start off. Uh, I'd like to know, and if you can tell us, you know, what do you think you were like as a teenager? Um, I don't know. I think I was somewhat reserved, but at the time I was I was very into band. I had a close-knit group of friends, and that's pretty much what I what I stuck around with. Band didn't really leave me a lot of time to go socialize and do things. So most of the people I knew were the ones in band or the ones that I had known before I ended up going into uh, in, uh, to Nixon. You know, mm-hmm. those that I ended up knowing in middle school or in elementary that ended up at Nixon was kind of like the gang that I had, those wow. that I knew from somewhere else. So I, I, I mean, I, I knew some people and those, if I had a reason to kind of interact with you, then that's how I ended up getting to know you. Other than that, I just kind of stuck to to the band. And like I said, that that circle that I kind of pulled in from, from previous years. It's funny that you, you were talking about it, if you had the opportunity to interact, because you and I interacted quite a bit. In fact, I've known you since we were eight years old. Uh, we were on the same soccer team. Your dad was one of our coaches. I remember that. Uh, and then we met up shortly thereafter in elementary school in the fifth, uh, fifth grade. 
So yeah, uh, we we've been close for we were close for a very long time. Uh, so my impression of you wasn't that you were the band guy. So obviously, you were in band, and you just made it clear that that was a lot of your identity. But that's not how I saw you. I just saw you as Luis, who happened to be in band. So really cool. But uh, it's kind of fun, uh, kind of funny asking you this question, and I'm curious as to your answer. But who do you think your best friend was? Well, I mean, you, you and Matias, really. I can't really say one more than the other. It's kind of like, you know, if I wasn't in one place, I was in the other. I mean, you and I definitely have a longer history than Matias and I did. I mean, Matias and I, at one point, I don't even think we could have been friends at one point, but it was just, you know, we our paths kept crossing, me and Matias. And, and it was mostly conflict at the beginning, but then it ended up that we we shared uh, kind of like a, a passion for computers, you know, and that's where that kind of kind of went, you know, at that beginning cycle. But I have to actually and I and I tell people this everywhere I'm at is because of something that happened to me in life. Everywhere I'm at, I wouldn't be in computers if it wasn't for Margarito. Margarito, because of that one class at Lamar where we got computers and there was a computer game named Karatika, which, in you know, and so this kid tells me, hey, man, I got that game at home and I got a computer. And so I was intrigued. So it went from, you know, that one instance, that one computer, and, and then so be it. I now have income for 20 years of my life after graduating from Nixon. And it was a very nice job to have my own hours. I traveled. I did anything I wanted to do because of that one instant. Kind of like you and me, we had our moments that led up to us being friends. Matias and I actually involved him and Diana. You know, we had a disagreement. And so, you know, that one disagreement afterwards, you know, we ended up being friends. So I'm, in, in a way, that's that was kind of the way ours was. I had a disagreement and then we became friends. So I guess when people feel comfortable letting out who they are in front of other people, then, you know, it makes it easier to be to be friends. So, but yeah. Absolutely. Did you have any special or favorite hangouts? I mean, I don't know you as a guy who went to the mall quite a bit. Maybe you were. I, I definitely didn't say you as a type of guy who wanted to hang out of a ranch. Uh, but what was your typical hangout place? Well, it was either at your house or his or Matias's. It was one or the other. If it was after school, it was probably Matias's. If it was, you know, any any other day on a weekend, it was probably at your house. Yes, I would go to the malls to see movies. I mean, I still remember going to see Mortal Kombat when it came out, don't you? I mean, oh yeah. everybody still talks about, if you go on YouTube, people are like, if you did not scream during this, the intro part of that movie, then, you know, the whole thing was wasted on you. I still remember, you know, things like that. I do remember us going and buying, going to Radio Shack and buying motors and things like that at, the, at, the, at that place. So there was a lot of things. I mean, I have memories, we, but most of those are, you know, at your house or at Matias's. Matias's, we were making, he's the one that taught me the art of the pizza sandwich, where, you know, and which I still made for many, many years. The memories I have with you is 
your your dad helping me uh, move my vehicle and me and you know he's towing my car. And at that time he he failed to mention that I actually had to apply the brake whenever he stops. And so, <laughs> you know, he's pulling my car. And I'm like, well, maybe magically when he hits the brake, you know, it's gonna break my car too. And and I still remember your dad coming up to me and asking me, why didn't you brake? And I'm like, I didn't know I had to. You know, this we had just, I had just, I mean, I hadn't been driving for years. It was a a learning experience for me. But yeah, those are the hangouts that I had. Oh, cool. And I have to clarify, by the way, uh, we were not like in the movie um, Can't Buy Me Love, where we were playing cards and drinking root beer. That did not happen. I, I, I love beer, I still do. I, I do have, since you mentioned the car, I would be remiss not to say it, but I remember an incident where my dad caught you trying to let the air out of my tires uh, because the involvement of a certain young clarinet player that was in your group. Uh, and we had this disagreement about her. And my dad said, I don't know if you did or you didn't, but I, I thought it was hilarious that, uh, that that happened. I still I still laugh at it when I think over that. And I'm not mentioning her name for those who, who are curious who, who this uh, clarinet player was. No, I'm, I have an idea of who it could have been, but I don't recall that particular incident. I do recall your car. I, I, in fact, I try to remember what model it was because I still remember how advanced it was on the inside with all the LED lights and everything and how I remember you telling me when you first got the car, how jo the, I mean, the words are, it's a sports car. And I was like, those are your exact words. It's a sports wow. car. And I was like, okay. I'm like, that's <laughs> awesome. Looks like he's going to give me a ride, which... You know, I didn't know how to drive. I didn't know how to drive. You I mean, taught so so yeah. For those who don't know, my dad did not teach me how to drive. Luis taught me how to drive. Yeah, look, I only bring that up because even though we had that little disagreement, it lasted a day, if that, and we were back to being buddies. So it was kind of like whatever. Did you skip school or class at any point in time? All the time. All the time, all the time, all the time. I, I the, the, the one instance that sticks out the most, because I really didn't care. I mean, you know, I had this attitude. I'm a GT. Um, I got honors classes. My GPA is sufficient enough to graduate. I really don't care. And when I saw that, when I was told that I could miss 10 times, well, I, I used them, you know, sparingly okay i'm gonna miss this class once and you know keeping track of it i'm gonna miss this class next and maybe tomorrow i'll miss this class and and i used up all 10 back then you could miss 10 times and the one instant i remember is walking through the football field coming back from my house and there was vice principal jj rodriguez get, handing out papers to, i wasn't the only one the man was handing out papers left and right. And I was thinking he was going to run out of paper. I was hoping he was going to run out of paper by the time he gets to me. So he hands wow. me a paper and he sends me to the office and was, you know, I mean, I lived close to my house and, you know, they were going to call my parents. Thank God for the answering machine of the days. You could just get, and I get home before my parents do. So it was like, beep, you know, and next morning, you know, thank God technology wasn't there at that time. I'm just going to, Yes, please excuse my son. 
uh, you know, he was absent, blah, blah, blah. I mean, really, I felt that a lot of the stuff that we had learned, that we were learning in high school, we already learned it. We already knew it. it I didn't really learn as much. And I tell other people this, that high school, to me, I felt was like a huge waste of time. I mean, unless you're taking calculus or something like that, or the advanced sciences, I mean, for the most part, you, you know, I don't really see it as a, you know, something that was necessary. I would right. rather just be at home, just doing something, you know, but yeah. Well, I mean, you and I skipped quite a bit in middle school uh, to the point where our mothers were upset with us because we would intentionally get sick when we were off campus. And then we would just, we would go to the office, say, I'm sick. I'm sick too. To what? We both threw up. Do you, remember would... the, do you remember the time that we made our, our soldier uniforms in the closet of the, uh, uh, out of construction paper? It was wet and, and uh, sure enough, we got a couple of drops of drizzle on us. <laughs> yeah, I feel a cold coming on, you know. <laughs> well, we got to stay dry. Let's go ahead and make some, you know, some, uh, you know, soldier uniform, some battle armor out of construction paper in the construction closet. Construction paper and, and yarn. To yes. Together, and we walked onto to Nixon wearing construction <laughs> paper and yarn for shirts. I have not forgotten. No, I still think about that. Obviously, we know you're in band, but were there, were there any other clubs or organizations that you participated in? Literally, just honor society. But I really didn't. That's not really for me much of a participation. But that was that was pretty much it. I right. didn't really didn't. Like I said, band kept me busy. Band was the first class. Band was after school. And then if you had time for something else, you were lucky. There was nothing else. Well, but you did have some time, I think, towards our senior year. So that's the next question. What did you do for, I mean, did you work after school? Yeah, I rebelled. At the, at the end of my junior year, I didn't want to do band anymore. I was frustrated already with it. I was frustrated with it because it was no... Once you get to a certain point and you feel like you've gotten, you know, to everything. I mean, I had already done quite a bit of achievements in, in you know, what I had played. The band itself had had a lot of achievement. And I felt like if I'm not growing in what I'm doing, then I'm wasting my time. So I just went ahead and I told the, print, the, the, the band director, I got a job because I heard that was the way to get out. You had to get a job and claim that you needed to help your parents with money. So I said, yeah, my parents are, you know, having a hard time. I need to get a job to help them. Yes, my mom's a teacher, but still, you know, she's having a hard time. So I need to go and get a job and I ended up getting a job at Service Merchandise. So I had that job for about six years. That job was, was instrumental in me doing something else, computers. If it wasn't for the people that I met, in that job, I don't think I'd be, I don't, I really don't even think I'd be where I'm at. I think I would have been on a different path. Right. And, and you were um, sight and sound, which is the technology department at, at service merchandise. Electronics. Yeah, and so you actually got me my very first paying job there at service merchandise, which lasted a week. And then I joined the Navy, got back out and I got out and you got me right back in service merchandise. So I, creation, man. What was your typical day like back then in high school? Wake up, grandma had breakfast for me, went to school, came out, grandpa was there, or Matias, his parents were there to give us a ride, or we walked. Back then, people walked. 
And, and then that was it. I'd get home. If there was band, I'd go back to band later on at six. If there wasn't, I'd go home, do some homework, probably talk on the phone with some friends if I, you know, if I had time. And that was it. Weekends, you know, it was it was just going to the mall or something or just hanging out with friends. I couldn't really do that much. My family, my parents, my grandparents were very strict. It, I wish I could have had all of the experiences that everybody else talked about going across and going to Vivans, going to Demonis, going to all of those places. But I mean, it just really wasn't allowed. My, my, you know, even if I was a boy, you know, you know, I, I, since I was a boy, it was like, I thought, you know, they would allow me, but no, it was, they were just very, very strict curfews and everything. That's interesting because my, I thought you were more like me in that regard to where I had no desire to go to Mexico. I just wasn't me, whatever. So I always figured you were in the same, you know, had the same mindset. But, um, I like exploring, Max. I like exploring, seeing things I haven't seen. It doesn't mean I wouldn't have liked it or I probably wouldn't have. But when you hear so many people talk about the music, the sound, and if I've never been to one, and, you know, it was just that draw of like, let me just see what it is. And that's that's a regret that I have, that I never got to see what it was like to party across, you know, and be around a bunch of other classmates and have, I guess, something other than band. So mm -hmm. I may not have liked, I may have not, I may have been like you, I may not have liked it, but I would have loved to at least seen it at least. I mean, I only went to a club once and that was it across once I barely got away but other than that I didn't get to see all the the other clubs right right and I think I was with you well I went one time with you and and your your girlfriend so what are some of your favorite memories from high school then ah Lee I mean I have there was there was so so many I'm gonna tell you like I enjoyed yes the places that I saw when I was in band I mean I traveled all over the state with with the band and I loved it because otherwise I never would have been I never would have gone to Corpus I never would have gone to you know Dallas and all of those places I never would have seen the state fair the state fair was like for me something that that was a major thing for me because yeah I've heard of it and and to play and to actually play on the field itself that was that was awesome that was awesome it was the reason because of that, I ended up going back once I started my own business, once I had enough money, once I had friends that were over there. That's the first thing I wanted to go do is reminisce and see that 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 whole place again in the experience. So that was um, that was that's one of the best. I wouldn't say the, the memories that I have from from school. It was just I liked going to see all those places in fact every time i pass them nowadays i still see them i still go to the parks that we would go to there's one in corpus that has all these birds and that's where we would always stay i take my kids to that park and they feed the birds there we toss them and uh bread and things like that uh the teachers that i had too and also some of the memories are the principal's office of so many times that i ended up going there for fighting or skipping or something or just to go get my grade changed because I'm in band and band members can't fail so you need to do something about it that type of thing. <laughs> pass no play the instrument right right was there anything in high school that made you sad or made you regret it? you did something that you regretted or that you didn't do and you regretted that 
I didn't go to Chicago with the band. I didn't. I wanted to go. That probably would have been my only chance to go to Chicago at that moment. I don't know if I'll still go, but I would like to have gone. I mean, because there's so many places to go in Chicago and the places that they went and they visited. I mean, I'd like to go see the museums that they have over there. I would love to go and try the food that they have there. I mean, yes, certainly I could still do it now, but doing that at that age, it's, it's, it's exciting. I, even like when I went to Washington, that was exciting. But I, the thing is that it happened at a point where I had already gone to Washington six months before that with the youth leaders conference thing. And it was excellent. I got to see the archives. I'm all about seeing everything at least once, you know, mm -hmm. so I got to see the archives. I got to see the Smithsonian. I got to see the Hope Diamond. I got to see all these things that just, you know, I'm about exploring. And um, I didn't get a chance to do that. It was like my biggest regret. It was, it was just, I wish I could have gone, but I just didn't happen. That that's that's probably what it is. And then and I wish that I hadn't been in band as long as I was. I, I should have just stopped maybe even my sophomore year. Mm -hmm. My sophomore year, I think that's what I and done something else. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I see I only did ROTC for two years for that reason. Uh, so I now I feel for you. Is there anything else though that you wish you had done aside from say going to that that Chicago trip? No, I, I don't think I, I, I don't, I enjoy what I got and I don't think there was anything else. Maybe just talking to more of the people in my class, I would have, I regret not getting to know more people on a closer basis because, you know, I look at my yearbook and because my circle was so small, I didn't really get that. There might be other people that I could have had a friendship that endured like yours and mine and me and Matias's, you know, but I never got to know them. You know, that's that, that I guess you could say is a regret that I didn't expand or have the opportunity to expand that circle that I think I would have liked to do. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I get it. I, I, I had maybe a few more friends uh, because uh, I had varied interest and in actually one of those friendships that I made uh, had you know it's paying dividends now who do you think were the coolest kids senior year hmm. senior year that would probably be Alma Lozano I'm thinking and then I believe the other one was Ana Laura Garza or Garcia our horse mascot our mascot the one that played our mascot and uh I I knew her since second grade when she was at Milton. And was Ana Alma, she was uh, the president, I think, of student council. And when it comes to like the smart people and the GTs and everything, she was like one of the ones at the very top. I mean, she always got the best grades. And so uh, I would say she was probably, in my opinion, one of the ones where everybody knew who she was. And of course, the other one, the other, you know, Ana Laura, because she was our, our mascot and because she was a cheerleader and uh, she was very, very popular. I knew her, I've known her since like second grade. Okay. Who were your favorite teachers? Okay. In that, I have one was Mr. Wilkins. In my, I, knew, I knew that. I knew you were going to say that. Wilkins was a different type of teacher, uh, to say the least. 
Um, I did enjoy his class. He's one of the first teachers to make me laugh. Did not take anything real serious. Uh, <laughs> come on, I, I took his class and then I still went back for more, you know, summer school, let's do this. You know, he taught me a lot. And, but at the same time, you know, he taught me a lot, you know, things that, that about the world and, and, and about life. So he, you know, he wouldn't just talk about science or geometry. He would talk about life itself. And I really, I appreciate that because that's, that's candor. You know, he, he was honest about things. And so, no, I mean, that was a good teacher. And the other teacher that made an, inf an, an impact on me was coach Archie Ramos. I want to say that he is the reason that I chose science, that I have my job right now is science because he instilled, he was my science teacher, Mr. Ramos. And he, um, I loved his class. I hadn't, I, I never thought that, you know, science was going to be real interesting at all. I had very little of it. I mean, the, the come on, like it, the only thing I had before was, uh, our teacher, I don't even remember her name, but the students called her Cookie Monster. I forgot her name. And she was, she didn't make science fun at all. Mrs. Gaia. Yes, yes. I did not like science because of her. But then Mr. Ramos changed it around and, and I learned a lot from him. And I still tell my students that the reason that I'm teaching science is because of him. It really is. Him and Mr. Jimenez. Jimenez taught me a lot chemistry. Yeah. So though, because of those two teachers, I'm, I'm te that's why I chose science. I could teach almost anything else. I can, I passed almost every test. I could teach technology. I can even teach special education if I wanted to, but I chose science because they instilled that love of science in me. You know, I feel like confident talking about it because of what they showed me. So yeah. Those yeah. are the two teachers I really enjoyed the most, at least in high school anyway. Okay. If we were talking yeah. middle school, it would, it would be the guy with the paddle. I forgot his name. Yeah, I, I don't remember either. But I know Mr. Jimenez as a chemistry teacher. So he taught equation balancing. And the way he taught it, I, I can still do it today. So we're talking 30, 32 years later, 33 years later. I'm curious then, because you said you're a science teacher, uh, and I think it's a, what I'm going to ask is going to be a good segue to our next question. But what type of science do you teach? Uh, well, it's sixth grade. So mm -hmm. sixth grade deals with physics, chemistry. It's a lot of those. The life science, the earth sciences, it, it deals with uh, the, uh, the stars also as well, planets. I think that going back one real quick to your regret question, maybe... I had a fear of Ms. Leindecker, and I think I should have taken physics. You should have. I tried to convince you. I tried. I tried, Lise. I tried. I mean, it, but the elder students said that it was so hard. But as I'm teaching, no, it I'm wasn't. The law, you know, you know Newton's laws and and stuff, and I can't help but be so curious about some of the things, some of those, an, an example real quick is like when I'm talking to my students about gravity and I'm trying not to get too advanced with them, but the difference between 
gravity aspect, you know, say Newton's gravity versus Einstein's idea of gravity. You know, when I first learned about, you know, Einstein's idea of gravity and how it, it space is kind of bent and it just, it, it, it blew my mind. You know, it was like, that's, that's interesting. So it's not the fact that something has gravity and then, you know, it, it, it pulls something to it, but rather something is, is so dense uh, that, you know, when it sits in space, it forms like that little cup. And of course, everything is going to uh, revolve around it there. You know, I, I still haven't really delved too deep into it, but it's it's interesting. And I keep thinking I should have taken the class with Miss Leindecker so that I would have been more prepared to teach that when I did in, in school. We don't go that deep. We talk very basics, but I always like to extend things a little further. But yeah, those are... You know, what was that? I'm trying to see where we ended up. What was the question you were asked so I could go back to it? Oh, I just, I don't remember what I was asking. Uh, but th- the idea was, though, I wanted to segue into then what you thought was your hardest class. Oh, my hardest class, hardest, hardest was calculus by far. Calculus. I was never good at math. But because, you know, I couldn't really find anything else to take. I took, I didn't want to take, I don't think I took trig. I think I went straight into, you have a choice of either trig or calculus, I think, or something like trigger that. Trig or pre-cal. And you, yeah. skipped, you skipped it and went straight into calculus. With yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it. For once in my life, I felt like, like a loser because other students were able to do it. You know, here we have our friend Fernando and he's blowing the, you know, everybody away. Yeah, he understands it. Like he's got a beautiful mind and everybody else, you know, it robbed me. And I'm just like, what did you just put on the board? You know, had Google been around back then, I would have been one of the ones going, you know, explain this to me, Google, because I don't understand what she just wrote on the board. You know, is in my mind, I'm thinking, what, is this a foreign language? That is this Latin? I mean, what class am I in? You know, these weird symbols on. So but, I, yeah. I think you have a, a tiny detail incorrect. And that was, you took calculus, my friend, as a junior. Fernando and I took it as seniors. But you see, you were the one. I was already going to take calculus. Eh, it's kind of like you're a nerd. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, but you were so excited about differentiation yeah. and, differ, and you know differential rates of change. Uh, and so you actually showed me how to differentiate a simple problem to look at the difference between flow of fluid flowing into a container, you know, with one rate of volume and having a different rate of volume as it left the container. So that was kind of like, ooh, I think I'm gonna like this type moment. So that was, again, a bit more, like I said, I was gonna take it anyway, but that was you pushing me in actually to take that class and got me excited about it. So this is kind of an odd question to ask you because obviously you love music. You're in band, all of middle school, and even though reluctantly, you did it throughout your entire high school career. Uh, but what is your favorite type of music? I mean, I want rock, 80s stuff. To me, the, the stuff they play now is nowhere near as good as the 80s stuff. 80s and even some of the 90s. I do recall being in a vehicle, driving on Clark, listening to Wilson Phillips many, many, many times. 
you're going to embarrass me if I don't <laughs> try. <not> to <laughs> All right. No, I mean, the mu- I, I wasn't going to say names or anything. All right. But like the music itself, there was more words. There was less. I mean, it wasn't Anaconda. Okay. It wasn't. It was good music. That music spoke to you. That music had messages. And you would hear more of the person's voice than you would hear sounds or noises and things like that. It, the meeting wasn't innuendo. The meeting was legit. They, you know, you listen to rock, you listen to Van Halen, you listen to Metallica. They, what they were talking about wasn't to sell records. It was to, to, to get people to feel something. REO Speedwagon, you can't, you know, air supply. You can't listen to that and not think of or feel. Um, what was that one? The the song that everybody was playing back in our time uh, around the late 80s. Uh, the one having to do with uh, Brian something was the guy. Uh, the one with Robin, Rob, uh, Robin Hood. Yeah, Whatever, everything I do. I mean, those are real songs with real lyrics. And nowadays, I mean, I just I don't like the stuff that's out there. I would rather tune in and I've got, you know, on my, you know, XM radio, I've got it set to that because it doesn't hurt my ears and it doesn't hurt my mind. Okay. That was my favorite music back then. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, yes, I would listen to Yanni and I would listen to other types of music. Of course. Sure. I love it. Works out the brain. You seem so sold though on Pulse and Planets. I remember that. You got me into that. And then you got me into Scheherazade. So I, I really thought you were going to say like romantic period or classical period, you know, Wagner, Bach, you know, that type of stuff. And here you are with 80s rock. But I, oh, that's cool, man. I, I'm actually uh, a big fan of 80s right now. So let's talk movies, TV shows, books, magazines. What were you into back then? Oh, magazines, not too, too much. But if there was one I had to name was Mad Magazine. Mad Magazine. I did like looking at those cartoons mostly. I really didn't have like a favorite movie or anything. I would remember coming home and seeing, you know, though, and you know, in 80s, late 80s, 90s, I mean, I would see like uh, He-Man and all of those that, you know, were going on on the channel. I don't think I, I mean, I enjoyed all the Star Wars ones, of course. I mean, yeah, I mean, all the ones that, that came out the after the the new the new ones uh i did enjoy those the mortal Kombat, yeah those i did enjoy very much those are about it um i didn't go to go to as much of this one i wanted to the movies but yeah that's fine um okay let's talk about catchphrases from laredo so something unique uh super inga orale you know what was is there a particular one that you still use today the only one I still do is say cool, 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 cool. Yeah, cool. You know, even when the kids, hey, sir, I got my assignment. Cool. You know, that's what about I, it. Does anyone ever say that's really hot in here? Cool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you still have anything from high school, like a, a varsity jacket, yearbook? Captain I do. I've, I've got uh, band pictures. I've got my varsity jacket. I've got my, still have my yearbook. Pictures of my Firebird, pretty much somewhere around here. Yeah. Nice. Is there anyone 
from high school that you are most interested in finding out about? And I wouldn't just, uh, my own twister, I wouldn't try to uh, limit yourself just to our classes or anyone while you were there that you would like to know more about. Mm, just, it was just really, I mean, for a while I was kind of curious about where Missy was. I remember at some time, even after graduation, I think at one time I want to say I might have passed by her house one time. We might have, I might have gone to her house one time or something like that. But I always wondered, I mean, besides, but, you know, you and Matias, she was part of that as close as possible to that, that circle. So because we would see each other every, every day, we all had the same classes. So, but yeah, that was about it. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about life after high school then. So what happened after graduation? Get a job, get married, go to college. I quit working. I quit service merchandise. I mean, I kept doing that all the way up to, I want to say it was 1998, I want to say, or so, about 1998. It's about as long as I, I did it. Somewhere around there, I quit. And then I decided to keep to go back to college because I was kind of on and off at that time, but I wasn't happy at work anymore. It, it was fun when, you know, the people make, you know, the place and it really didn't have the same people anymore. So it was no longer fun for me. So I said, I, I need to do something else. I, so I went back, I got my associates. It took a while because I was taking like one class at a time or two classes at a time, but I got it. And then afterwards I said, you know what, I'm going to work for myself because of what I learned at service merchandise, the guy telling me, you know what, computers are going to be big, do it. So I started doing my computer, my computer stuff, the computer guy with the help of several people that supported me in doing so they, they helped finance me, my startup. And I ended up doing that for the next 20, I still do it, but it was, you know, I still do it to this day. But yeah, I went back. I got my my bachelor's from UT Brownsville. And as I'm again, you know, things happen for a reason. As I'm in the graduating line, there's another older gentleman, just like at Service Merchandise, that tells me, What are you gonna do next? And I said, Well, I don't know. I'm just gonna see what what I could do with this degree. He said, Are you gonna get your master's? And I said, Well, I hadn't really thought about it. He goes, It's only 30 hours. I said, Well, what should I get it in? He goes, instructional technology in the schools technology in the schools it's going to be big same thing that the other guy said it's going to be big so i did i went i took all the classes except one one class because work reached a point where i was fixing computers for the sonics for the little caesars for countless people in town and I, there was i mean one man show i was doing a lot and I couldn't finish. And so seven years passed and I get a message saying that my classes are going to expire. This is 2014. I make a trip to Brownsville and I plead my case. They let me take that one last class I need and one other. And I ended up getting my master's, my master's in education. So that opened doors. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and start applying in the districts. I didn't get hired until... 2019. Wow. 2019. I kept applying, but nobody, because I didn't have experience. 
So on the brink of pandemic, you know, the 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 summer of pandemic before pandemic, I got hired where I didn't even think I was gonna be hired because I had applied at LSD at UISD. And I got hired at Harmony Science Academy and I ended up doing that. And so that's where I'm at right now. And uh, in two years, I am now the department head of the science department there. So that, I mean, I didn't even think of applying here. Again, the only reason I applied was because I was doing a job, computer job, and this older lady tells me, you should apply, because I told her, that I should, that I was looking for a job. Maybe she had hookups or something is in town. That's usually where it is. She told me, no, apply at Harmony. And I was like, I'll never get a job there. It's a science academy. And I don't have any teaching experience, you know? And the last time I talked science was back in 1992, you know, before I knew anything. But sure enough, I interviewed. And I'll tell you, Max, their interview was nothing like the other place. At the districts, I got asked three questions. Why, why do you want to be a teacher? Um, you know, what are your qualities? And I don't even remember the third question at Harmony. It was a 50 question interview and you had to actually teach. You had to give two lessons in front of the principal, the person at that time in charge of the science department and, um, another GT coordinator, I believe. So, you know, I was like a real interview and that's why I didn't think I was going to get it. I got the person didn't even say anything to the one that was interviewing me. He just said, okay, I'll escort you out. So that doesn't really give me like, okay, I was pretty bad. You know, I'm a threat now. You're going to escort me out of the building. Okay. You know, but no, uh, two days later, they called me and I got hired. Wow. That's amazing. Um, so I'd like to go back in time a little bit and would like for you to tell me what your twenties were like. Ah, those were the best times. Those were the best times. Wow. It was a rush. It really was. If I had to describe it, it was a rush. Everything went real fast, real, real fast. I mean, in my 20s, I mean, I was doing anything and everything I wanted to do and had no re real responsibilities. You know, I traveled. I did, like I said, the work on the computers. I was going places. Um, I visited so many different cities because of, you know, the computer repair business. And, I, and in some of these times, it was the first time I'd ever gone there. So it was just, it was pretty fast. I mean, I still remember turning 20, feeling bad. I was like, God, no, I'm, now I'm going to be 20 something. I'm no longer a teenager. D damn, I'm old now. And then when I hit 29 and I was almost 30, I was like, wow, I'm really old now. I was like, I regretted it. I regretted going into my 30s. But, you know, it was something that, that I needed to do, you know. But, yeah, I would just say, I would describe it as it's, it was a blur. Everything was kind of work, 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 and, and travel, 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 and that was it. So what happened then when you hit your 30s? When I hit my 30s, life changed. That's when I got married. I got married in my 30s, and I had two wonderful kids that's when I seriously started looking at, you know, you know what, I can't really do computers forever because I didn't, you know, have health insurance. And then what if something happened to me? What if I died? How am I going to, 
you know, leave something for my children. So I started to look at life differently. You know, I stopped doing a lot of the things that I was doing before with, you know, going to clubbing because I actually started clubbing more in the late 20s and early 30s. And then around the mid 30s, everything changed after I got married. And after I started having kids, I just it wasn't in me anymore. I just wanted to spend time with my kids, spend time with my family and enjoy life and start to show them some of the things that were shown to me when I was their age. You know, I took them to I took them to parks, water parks and things like that. Uh, Zoos. I took them to the zoo. So that's that's kind of what my 30s were like. Yeah. What about the past 10 years? Well, all right. So I ended up getting divorced and then I ended up meeting, you know, the my soulmate. And she's she and I have been together the last six years mm-hmm. and it has been wonderful. You know, it's like everything has. I, it, I finally met somebody that gets me, that understands me, that supports me. And I really she makes every single day, you know, a blessing to be around her. So it's that's. That's one, that's one thing that's been going on. Uh, my, I've seen watching my kids grow up. Uh, I put my oldest, he was at Lamar and he kept, he was a little worried about, you know, he says, you don't understand Lamar. Lamar's good for me. And I'm like, no, it's not. Yes, I was at Lamar. And I skipped too when I was there, you know, but he, my oldest, you know, he was afraid to go to, to Harmony, but he fits in and he's getting better grades there. than he was at Lamar and the little one is about to go to Harmony next year too he's going to be interesting because he's he is not like my oldest he's he's a rebel I've been dealing with that's one of the things also in my 30s too going to all the you know um all the conferences that I've had with the little one you know he he got kicked out of daycare like multiple daycares for fighting in elementary his first week in elementary, he stabbed another little kid with a pencil, got kicked out of there too. And it w- was a miracle. You know, I was able to find somewhere else to take him. And he's got like this, 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 this thing, you know, he doesn't, he just doesn't handle, you know, conflict very well. Even Sunday school kicked out. Come on. <laughs> I told him, I said, Mijito, not even Jesus wants you. Come on, you got to fix this. You know, here I thought with the pandemic, everything was going to be good. I go to his computer. You have been kicked out by the teacher. Wow, even on Zoom, you got kicked out. How do you get kicked out on Zoom? Like, literally, you could just stand there, not do anything. And you're, you know, you'll you'll stay. So I'm, because Harmony is... It's a different school. They don't put up with fighting or anything. It's a very safe place. It's a very safe place. So I'm hoping that he has a transition and that when he gets there, he'll kind of calm down a little bit. Well, you'll and- be there though, right? So that might be an influence on him relaxing a little bit. Maybe he'll be like, well, dad's here. If I get in trouble, you know, dad's going to do something about it. Yes, that in theory, Max, that that, you know, <laughs> that's the way you and I would probably. But my son, Jules, we prefers to be called Jay because he doesn't like he thinks Julian is too long. So we just call him Jay. 
he uh, he's going to test me because I might be his teacher. I teach sixth grade and that's where he's going. And so I'm going to be in there like, don't make me call your father, little one, because I'll call him. Look, look, I'm calling him. You know, here's my cell phone. Yes. OK, your child's. At, yeah, he's I'm hoping he's not in my class. I'm hoping he's not because he's going to push me. What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, no, I, I, I'm hoping that I, I, I wish he could be with another teacher, but I don't know if that's going to happen because I deal I take, I take, my classes are the high-end classes, the honors, the GT classes. Mm -hmm. And he is that coming in from the other school where he's at. So I don't think they're going to put him with another teacher, but, you know, and he's just funny that way. He told me he wants, when he walks into the classroom, he wants me to play ACDC, you know, when, when he's walking in something like that. And I was like, you know, some rock thing, like a theme. He's, he's just, he's a character. But yeah, the other, my other oldest, he, he's more like, like me, chillaxed, mm -hmm. chillaxed, let's study and stuff. That's All right. Good. If we were to ask your 18 year old self, what you would be doing 30 years later, what would you have said? Lawyer. My parents wanted me to be a lawyer. And up until service merchandise, I was, that's exactly what I was going to do. Not wow. because I really cared about the law but parents said be a lawyer they make good money be a lawyer yeah. <laughs> and, and i'm like mm, okay but I, I i don't think i would have had it in me you know to to have been a lawyer i don't i don't like conflict i really don't like conflict so no that's the same reason i couldn't go into if you're not comfortable doing the job then you shouldn't be doing the job uh it's the Actually, reason i can't can't do medical because I'm not, I'm not comfortable with pain and suffering. So yeah, no, my parents want to be the lawyer. So that's the answer to that one is I would have, you know, that, yeah, I'm going to be a lawyer. That's what I would have said to you at 18 or 19. And I had no idea. I really didn't. I thought you were going to say like, ah, I'm going to be having my own business. So uh, what are your top three memories uh, of your life after high school? Hmm. Well, number one, one, I want to say number, it's, a, it's really a tie. Number one, I don't know if you recall the first time we took my Firebird to San Antonio. I don't recall if we were on our way to Austin to see Matias or we're just going to San Antonio. It was the day we learned something very interesting, that high beams do not help you in thick fog. And so, yeah, I, I still remember we were doing 100 just to see if we could. And yeah, it could. It was stupid. It was, now that I think about it, it was very stupid. Yes. Yeah, people. But, we, but that memory, because of that memory, because of what we did and what we learned, I no longer turn on my head beams, you know, my high beams when, you know, when in fog. Oh, no, don't do that because of that learning experience where you just see a wall and, and we, we had to follow, I think a Corvette that was in front of us. Yeah, we, just followed, you. we just ended up. Yeah. We just, uh, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. We were on our way to Austin to see Matt and we almost didn't make it there. So sorry, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, 
I was at the time I got the ticket. I don't remember. Yes, you got a ticket because your license said you have to wear glasses, but you were wearing contacts and you were willing to take your contacts out of your eyes. And he said, nope. I have to say, and I cannot say this with absolute certainty, but that might be the first instance of uh, racism uh, that we encounter because he was outside of Divine. This is actually just outside Divine, Texas, which is a known racist area. I mean, I don't know if it still is or not. Times are changing. But back then, it absolutely was. And that was on our way home, by the way. I remember getting the ticket and I was so upset. And uh, but yeah, I mean, I had. You know, that was that was definitely an experience. I just I, I every time I go on, on that way, I think about it every time I have fog. I'm like, you know what? I got to be careful and all this. Now I'm a lot more careful than what I was before. I mean, before I, I you know, I took a lot of risks that, you know, I shouldn't have. You know, the other instances I'm going to tell you, the other memories, of course, are when my children were born the day I graduated you know, from with my master's, I because it was such a long journey to get there, Max. And they made me go. I didn't even want to go. I told them, mail it. And they said, we're not going to mail it. You actually, in order to get the the whole package, you need to come down here and be here for the graduation. So my family was real supportive. We, you know, I, that's the first, uh, that was like the second time that I had gone to Brownsville. I went one time before that just to pick up mine. Cause I did all this virtual. I got my degrees virtual. I didn't, I didn't do it on campus. Mm-hmm. So I drove and drove with my family. We stayed in McAllen. Then from McAllen, we went to Brownsville and, uh, they were there. My grandparents were there, uh, during the graduation. So yeah, that that's, I'm going to say those are like my three biggest memories of when, you know, of, you know, that time. Okay. Awesome. So did you stay in touch with anyone after high school? Really just you and Matias, you and Matias. And did you, have you lived anywhere else other than Laredo? No, but I'm hoping to move to San Antonio eventually. I think that that's, you know, something I should have done. Move to actually Austin where everybody else went to when we graduated Everybody seemed to go to Austin. I think I should have gone up there too. I love Austin. Austin's beautiful. It's so green compared to Laredo. <laughs> well, yeah, you're in the desert in Laredo. So it might as well be Saudi Arabia, right? I mean, it, it, yes. Yeah. I've been there. You know, I've been to the Middle East and uh, it looks a lot like Laredo. It does? <laughs> uh, so we spoke about your occupation, I think, quite a bit. So what about your hobbies, uh, interests? Uh, what's your family life like? My hobbies are, I mean, I still collect coins. Um, I don't, I'm going to, I don't really collect anything else. I still have the silver coins. I don't know if I ever took you, if we ever went one time back in the day to where I would take you like to, there was a coin shop downtown and there had silver. I'm still, well, the coins I collect are not like, you know, 1947 pennies or anything. I collect silver coins. Okay. And that's, that's, that's like, like a hobby of mine. And it's a relaxation thing. It's, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty much all I do. I don't, I don't really think I, I got any other hobbies in that. I'm just collecting coins. Well, it's funny. We, because I have, I had the same hobby until I had my silver coin, uh, coin collection stolen in one of my moves. But yeah, I had like the silver Kennedy. I think it was the last of the silver Kennedys. I had the, the silver Franklin dollar and, 
couple others, you know, silver dimes and have people steal it, like thank you movers. Um, what about your family life though? What's that like? You know, kind of a daily thing. What do you, what's it like? Well, uh, I take the kids to school on weekends. I try to take them to out of town whenever I can, but even on weekends, I, I work, I'm, I'm doing tutoring at the school. Uh, this job is, I love it. I mean, I love it. It's one of those things where the time flies and you don't even know it. And so I'm leaving the school sometimes eight, nine o'clock at night. Uh, and then I come back on Saturdays and I do tutorials and then there's still grading and things to do that. So it keeps me pretty occupied. But on the days that I get off, I take my kids where a new park opens up. I'm there. Uh, Poteet Festival, Strawberry Festival. I'm there. The Rattlesnake Festival with the kids. It, it, I'll take them. You know, and it's, it's, that's, that's, that's what I do. They open a little water park in Alice. Boom. I'm out there taking the kids to the water park. Cause it's the closest one, especially now since they closed the, they closed the one that was in San Antonio, but Corpus, I, I like the same parks that I told you, I used to go to the band. I take them there and I try to spend as much time and as make as many memories as I can with them. Because in the end, after my grandparents died, these are the people that, you know, I can't say how much I, I totally love them. They were, they were uh, closer to me, I think, than my, my, my parents' parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and all I have left are the memories. Yeah. So that's real treasure to me, are the memories that we, we hold on from, the, from other people, that people shared with us. So I want to give my children that treasure you know, that treasure of memories. You know, my dad went with us here. My dad went with us there. Um, so, yeah, that's... They can pass it on so they can do the same thing. Yeah. That's how, you, that's how you become a great parent is by having a great parent. So you have to parent your kids. Absolutely. So I know you mentioned Julian a little bit. Um, your oldest is Christian, correct? Yes. Okay. So are they anything like you? And does that make you worry? It, they're, they're my split. They're my split. So on one side, you have Christian worries a lot, kind of like I, I would when I was younger. I still do a little bit. He's very stressed out about things. He loves school tremendously. He's in the work. I don't know where he got it from, but he likes to read a lot. I, I, I was never a reader. His mother, as far as I know, wasn't much of a reader either. But this boy asks me for books constantly. Uh, he doesn't even want to do a Kindle. He likes the paper. He likes to flip the pages. And I can tell him, I can get you a Kindle subscription, you know, unlimited books. And he's like, no, I need the book, Father. I want to be. And he's there and he spends time. He won't video game at all, but wow. he love. he won't video game. I have PlayStation. I have every all of them, all of them, every single one I've got. He won't touch them. He does. He all he wants to do is read, do his work, investigate things left and right. He's he he is studious for not calling him a nerd. So I'm, not to, like, huh? I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. This is I'm, I'm not going to try to scare you saying this, but your date you're describing me. I love books. They have to be the uh, physical copy of the book. You know, I don't video game. I have video game systems. I don't play them. So I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to mention that. So what about Julian then? 
Julian is attitude, walking attitude. He, if you were to see them dressed, one dresses like he's younger, like he's in, in middle school. You know, that's just his style. There's nothing wrong with it. The other one dresses like he's going out. You know, he'll wear a button shirt. He, but he doesn't do it in a preppy way. He does it as, I guess, modern, stylish way. He has a chain that he likes to wear. I gave him one because my grandfather gave me one. And so I felt like I want to give him one so that following the family tradition. And so he wears it and it completely, and he's got, he, he gets, he's the type of kid in the morning. He's like, father, dad, um, they might get a call from the teacher today because I might have to hit someone. That's his style. And, and I'm working on it with him that, you know, there's other ways to deal with conflict. And he has a lot of patience, but at times he's, um, you know, it runs out. But, but he's very good in school. He is, but he doesn't like to read. He doesn't like to waste time. His favorite words are, I'm bored. So he'll start. He will get on the PlayStation. He, he loves technology. He's on gaming with other people all over the place. Um, you know, I, I have to cut him off at a certain hour because, but he loves interacting with people. No, that's just the way Julian is. He's always, always been that way. And I knew he was going to be different since he was little. I knew it because his older brother took away a ball. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. And my Julian goes, one of those plastic ones that they used to sell back in the 90s when you used to learn how to play uh, baseball. It was like hollow, oh, like a hollow ball. ball. Yeah. Oh, so he yeah. took away his ball. Julian goes, grabs the bat that goes with it, hits his brother on the back of the head with it, takes the ball, takes the bat, and then doesn't say anything and just walks away. And I said, you are going to be different. You're not crying. You're going to be different. But again, I'm working on it with him. I've, you know, I, I, whenever he acts out, I take him to a quiet spot and I, you know, I said, look, relax, breathe, whatever worked for me, you know, relax, calm down. And he, uh, he tells me what the problem is and we work it out. We work it out together. And I think that's how we're going to do it at Harmony. Before he unleashes, you know, pain on somebody, we're, me and him, we're going to talk about it and, and find another way to deal with the situation. Yeah. Oh, maybe yoga, man. Yoga might help. I would stay away from the martial arts, but yoga might be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so on your journey thus far, who has made the biggest impact on your life? Well, the ones I'm going to say the reason I'm where I'm at is because of those two people that that came into me. They were very short in my life, but they pointed me in the right way. You know, one was a guy named Larry Sanchez. He he taught me a lot. I was very naive and sheltered when I ent when I started working at service merchandise. And he told me so much about life. He taught me so much because I was not used to seeing the world from the eyes of a person who's lived it for 40, 30, 40 years. I was used to seeing it from a 18 year old. Mm -hmm. and, and you so, know everything when you're 18 years old until yeah. some more experienced, like, come on, so, over, let's talk. <laughs> I mean, the best thing I could have done was listen to him. And I don't think I would have been happy as a lawyer. I don't think, I think I would have still been lost for many years. And because 
a lot of the stuff he said made sense. And because he helped, he and several other people, business people that he knew helped me start the computer guy. I owe a lot to him. I don't, I don't know what I would have done to survive, you know, cause I didn't have, a, I hadn't gotten any of my degrees. I, I was, you know, just make, living day by day, but he showed me a way where I can survive on my own and not just provide for myself, but later on provide for my children. So I owe that to him. And then the other guy who told me, you know, that I should become, that I should get my master's in education because I was thinking about teaching. Yes, very little, but I was at that point, I was thinking about being one of those guys that comes in and teaches technology to teachers. Let's just, you know, I'll teach you how to use your computer and kind of the same thing. Teaching while still thinking like, mm, I don't know, teachers is underpaid. Maybe I won't be happy. The stress level. I would hear the kids. Don't you remember my mom's classroom? I mean, oh, yeah. she had kindergartens. Okay. So maybe that would have been different, but that made me feel like, do I really want to be in the kid, the movie, the kindergarten cop 24 seven? Do I want to be that guy? Even Schwarzenegger was losing his patience with these people. So I didn't really want to do it. But then middle school, it was perfect. Elementary, kids are already, they're, they're, they're crying and everything. They're still babies. High schoolers, I remember high school. I remember our security guard getting hit with a, with a metal pipe. I recall that at Nixon. Do I want to go there? Don't you remember the movie High School High from our days? You know, come on, where that guy takes off his hat and it's got like a little car going through the, you know, his hair or something, a cop car. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. Middle school is perfect. I love it. And so the guy telling me to do that made the transition to that much easier because, you know, they look for teachers to have master degrees and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So are there any difficulties that you may have experienced uh, since you graduated high school? And how did you overcome them? The death of my grandparents. That, that was um, hard. My grandmother died. And a few years later, my grandfather died. And they were, like I said, my parents to me. I'd always had... Uh, feeling that they had my back, even though I wasn't the best, you know, child, grandchild to them, they were the best to me. My grandfather, I mean, come on, the man, when I was in first grade, he would take me stuff to Tarver. He would knock on the window and he would take me blunt food candy toys i mean how many parents do that you know go to the school to drop off gifts mm -hmm. for their child when they're in school yeah no i, I, I never had that <laughs> i mean if, and he made people laugh he made people laugh max come on i still go i still tell people what grandpa said in front of us whenever people stare quieres un retrato you know i yeah. still tell people that but I remember your grandfather saying that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he he, <laughs> he was like, he was there, even though he worked all night. He, he was an inspiration to me. 
He worked all night as a secure as a desk clerk at the hotel. He got robbed. And even though he was like 70, he was still chased after the people because it was principled for him. Mm-hmm. And he would still in the morning take me stuff. Other people would be dying to go to sleep. And he would take me stuff to eat. And he would be ready for me when I got home so that we could go and do things. And on weekends, he would take me across to go see wrestling. He gave me a wonderful childhood. And I tell my kids, you know, that, you know, about him. And deep inside, I can only hope to be a little bit of the level that he was. Mm -hmm. My grandmother, too, was fantastic. She's the one that bought me my first computer, her and my mom, but mostly her. And uh, again, that played a big part in me being able to do what I did for so many years. Yeah, it was an Apple IIe, oh. right? Huh? Apple IIc. C. It was a C. Okay. I got the C, you know, because that's the only one we could find from a place called Compuland or something like that. But that was the only one. It was a used one or something, and and it was within the budget, and it was a huge sacrifice for my my grandmother and my mother. It was a big amount of money, and they it worked out. It worked out. But yeah, that's those are the hardest. I mean, I was very, very saddened by their loss. It was right next to each other within four years. I was barely feeling better about my grandmother passing when, you know, my grandfather died. So, I mean, I took it day by day. How did I get over it? Day by day, Max. It was just day by day. I would visit places where him and I, where we created memories, and I, I still do it. I, one is Brackenridge, because that's where I would take them both. So I was actually sit there under the tree that we would stand and where we took pictures and I would, you know, think about them. And the other one is in San Juan at the cathedral or church that they have out there, because I would take them there too. So, yeah, it's, you know, those are, that's what I do to get over it is I go and visit the places and I talk to my children about them. And the things that they taught me, I import that to my children. So, yeah. so uh, if I may, then I'll, I'll say this first, your grandparents and my grandparents knew each other. Uh, your uncle and my mom knew each other, they were all friends. Um, but to like to honor your grandparents a little bit. So your grandmother was actually always very nice to me and she always fed me. I, I even walked in once. And she asked me if I was hungry. I'm like, no, no, man. I just had dinner. And she goes, no, no, no. Here, here's some more food. <laughs> and then your grandfather would come in with another plate of food. So I'd be like, oh my God, I could barely move. Uh, but your grandfather wasn't, you know, a big fan of mine until it was my sister's uh, quinceanera. My parents bought too much liquor and we had to get rid of it. So I took a bottle of uh, Jack Daniels showed up at your house and I saw your grandfather. He answered the door and said, here, sir, this is for you. And I was his best friend ever since. And I took him, uh, I think it was two more bottles on different occasions. And he was always so happy. I would bring him this bottle of liquor. And then your grandmother would be really upset with me, but it, it allowed your grandfather and I to, to, to get along. And so he was, you know, fantastic with me ever since. It was, it was, I loved it. I loved your grandfather. I loved your grandmother. They were very nice people. Uh, so I'd like to honor him with that. Let's talk, though, about your biggest joys in life and how you treasure those memories. 
Well, my kids. And uh, they're my biggest joys. Um, I spend time with them, watching them grow. And I try to impart as much wisdom on them as I possibly can, being in the, uh, uh, I guess, it's my turn to be the older people providing the advice to the younger generation. You know, I try, I even do that, you know, sometimes uh, with other, you know, younger people that I'll meet. It's just, I try to save them a lot of the mistakes that I made in life. But my sons, I just, I try my best to do what my grandparents did with me. And then that's, they are the biggest joys of my life. And I, and I try very hard to, to make time for them. Um, if it means me calling in at work, I'll, you know, if it turns out I have to do it, you know, for my son, I will, for my sons. If one is not feeling well, I'll take the day off. If another one has a bad day at school, I'll take the day off and let's go off to Corpus and let's go talk about what's, what's on your mind. Done that many times, many, many, many times. And it, and it's works, you know, cause that I, he, I feel like he knows he can talk to me and that's not something I had with my, my dad, dad, not my grandfather, but my dad, I didn't always feel like I could talk to him and, or really that much to my mom, but my grandparents were a different story. Now that's what I, spend my time with my kids, the joy of my life by connecting with them and making them feel like for as long as I'm here, I'm going to be here for you. So yeah, that's what I do. So what are your plans then for the next 10 years? Moving up in education, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to teach forever. You know, I want to be able to do other things, maybe go into counseling or maybe go into administration um, and see how far that goes. See how far that goes. I, I have a lot of ideas, you know, I have a lot of ideas of how we could change things, ideas that I've, you know, that I've heard that I think would work or um, in education. Like, I don't think kids need to be in school till four. I don't think kids need to go every single day. I think that you know, how do you get a child to focus? Because that was the problem I had in school. Why nobody, you know, why every, most people are going to skip towards the end of the day, because, mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to do at the end of the day? As a, you know, as you're younger, your mind is gone by then. And it makes you not want to go back. If it was only half day, then the children have more time to process what they learned and the teachers have better, more time to prepare for the next day. So no, I mean, I'm hoping to do something like that. Like later on, move in administration or have something else to do with education. I don't know. Implement technology. But what about 20 years? Grandkids, maybe spend time with grandkids and hopefully have, you know, some wisdom to impart on them and to spoil them and take them places and hopefully uh, give them memories that they're going to remember me and talk about me to their own kids. But more than anything, I want to do my very best to impart on them what it means to be a good person, what it means to be a caring individual. You know, we, I think a a lot of people have lost that, you know, this, because we're disconnected. I think that people need to reconnect with, with, with each other, with, and that's why I agreed to do this. I mean, I want, 
to reconnect and I want all of us to reconnect. I mean, I feel like in one day, if ever there was like a get together amongst all everybody from 92, I would be willing to go out there. Not like at a reunion sake, but rather just a connection sake. Come as you are, come with whoever, and let's just talk about what we've done and where we're going. So no, that's that's where I see myself in 20 years, passing something on to my kids. Oh, that's that's terrific. Um, is there anything about yourself that no one would ever guess? For a long time, I had a fear of dogs. Okay, I wouldn't have guessed that. I was I mauled. Never... I was I was mauled by a dog when I was little, and for a long time, I had I had a fear of dogs. I still a little. A little edgy, you know, and then your chihuahua bit me, but, you know, we won't talk about that, you know. Love that dog a lot with yeah. every nibble. With every nibble. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I didn't even know those dogs were capable of biting. Uh, but... The only second meanest breed of dog there is, yeah. <laughs> well, so... the one that, the one, I mean, I, I admit it was my fault that I first got bit by a dog when I was little because I thought they were all friendly and I was at a birthday party and there was a dog on the other side of the fence and I was giving that dog, I don't remember what it was, a piece of fajita or something. And he didn't want the fajita. He bit me like he bit me and he wouldn't let go. I ended up having to go to the hospital in an ambulance. Wow. And then, yeah. They had to stick my hand in this green antiseptic liquid. It burned like heck, super painful. And ever since then, I look at every dog as, you know, as a threat. So it took me a long, long time to get, you know, at least mostly over that. But yeah. Wow. <laughs> Again, something I did not know. Mm -hmm. uh, do you do any old people things? Uh, do you go to bed early, complain about loud music or anything else that an old person might, might do? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, nowadays, uh, if I touch my bed by seven, I'm out. That's a for sure. Pretty much. Yeah. Because I wake up at about five in the morning to get ready for school, prepare and everything. And um, sometimes I'm up until two in the morning. Sometimes some days of the week, if I don't get to the bed, I'm up until two in the morning preparing for school. And because I have a lot of different roles, I don't just teach in the school. I'm part of different committees and things like that. So there's a lot of, there's always work to be done. So yeah, I'll go to bed early. I'll wake up in the morning and I find myself drinking coffee where I never drank coffee before. In the okay. Morning. Never thought uh, you would drink coffee. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, 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 and in the, in the morning, sometimes, uh, yeah, forget breakfast. Nomás traeme un pan de dulce con un cafecito. Wow. I'll be okay. So I'll have, <laughs> and, and I'm finding myself eating, not the good panecito of, you know, like always regalos. You know what? I'll just have a biscuit con, you know, that's with butter. That's my grandmother's favorite. You open a biscuit, you put it on the grill, you toast it, and then you throw some butter on it. Ooh, there it is. Or I've eaten oatmeal for breakfast. That was not me before. But yeah, the sweet bread, I would eat like the cuernitos. I would never eat those before because they they weren't anything I really liked. So right. I find myself doing those things, checking the door in the middle of the night to make sure it's locked. Uh, getting mad at people that if they leave the lights on and things like that, where my grandparents used to be like that. But yeah, those are my older person habits. Okay. 
So let's go back in time again. It's August of 1991, and you are just starting your senior year of high school. What would you tell yourself? Stay focused. Don't, don't, um, don't waste opportunities. You know, quit band. Enjoy your senior year. That's definitely the, the number one thing I would have said. Quit band and enjoy your senior year. Go make friends. Go party. Whatever party it is, it doesn't matter who's throwing it. It's a party you want to be at, you know. Um, just didn't have fun. Call, high school was supposed to be fun. It wasn't supposed to be work. At least that's the way I, I think it should have been. Um, but yeah, that's what I would have told. And, you know, go straight into college when you're done. When you're done, when you graduate, you go straight into college. Don't look back. Um, one other thing I would have said, I guess, uh, back then, buy Apple stock with your first paycheck from service merchandise. Is it Apple stock oh. and, um, oh, what's the animation studio? I'm trying to think of It's owned by Disney now. They did, did um, the Toy Story series. I don't recall. Then I, the only one I know of was DreamWorks, but Pixar. what was the other one? Pixar. Pixar. So yeah, had you invested in Pixar? That's what Steve Jobs did when he was let go from Apple and he had money and he threw it into Pixar. Yeah, how did that work out? Um, so can, would you tell yourself the same thing then as a high school graduate? Yeah. Okay. So what then do you miss most about the 90s? The music and the peace. I had a lot of peace in the 90s. There you cannot, it was a less stressful life. It was a much less stressful, stress, less stressful life. You could go across, you could buy a few drinks, but honestly, I miss the music and I miss the peace. Okay. You can't put a price tag on peace. It's, no, no, you can't. Um, what don't you miss about the ladies? The clothes. I don't like ripped jeans and I hope nobody brings back whitewashed jeans. Ever. Uh, yeah, so I actually saw a guy wearing um, acid watch jeans a couple days ago here in Mass. And I was like, ah. I was like, oh, that was so 90s, 90s, late 80s. Everybody had the almost white, like, yeah, it's like they bought white pants, but then they just put splashes of blue. They were so acid wash. There was, it was yeah. just, yeah, nobody bring those back, please. Those are bad. I still remember yeah. that. Oh, yeah, they're pretty bad. Um, have you visited the new Nixon campus? I've passed. I've never gone inside. It's, you know, it's bigger than what we had. It's It looks nicer. It's, you know, but, yeah, I mean, there's not, um, what do I think of it? You know, the old, I like the old campus better. Why? Because it was open air and there was no stairs. I like yeah. that. You, you well, walk out, you breathe air. Even if it's hot, you could go in the shade. But, you know, it's, I mean, it, it's its the way things were. Oh, I like well, that. I mean, I, I did a fire drill at Martin High School when I was there for summer school. And, yeah, having multiple level floor or multiple floors in a, in a school setting is scary because you don't really have the wherewithal to, to really not panic. I mean, I know your teacher, like, don't panic, don't panic. But it, it's a fire hazard. So sensitive to that. What advice do you have for the class of 2022? Quit making TikToks. Get off of social media. It's a distraction from reality. Seek 
happiness elsewhere in people, real people, real connections. That's my main wisdom to them. The more we dissociate from each other, the worse things would be, you know? So um, those are my biggest things. Cause I, I, I look at this generation and it's, it's so different. It's so different from ours. I see it in my sons a little bit. I see it in other people's kids. It's, it's just, it's very strange, but mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I would say. Well, let's kick it old school though. Um, and who do you want to give a shout out to? Uh, I'd like to give a big shout out to everybody that ever lent me a copy of their homework by the wall. I'm giving you all a shout out. Thank you. Thank you. Graduation would not have been possible without your efforts. Thank you. You all know who you are. Y'all know who you are. It's it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I didn't do my homework. So <laughs> 10 minutes, 10 minutes before class, 10 minutes before class. And everybody's at the wall on actual, you know, with paper, real paper. And we're all just, you know, hey, can I borrow it? Can I borrow it? Can I borrow it? This better be a name. This better be a day. So, yeah, that's that's, you know, everybody else that um, that I had the pleasure of uh, of uh, being a you know, a part of their life and my life as we were in Nixon. Okay. So why don't you curate a playlist uh, for us, five to 10 songs for the class of 1992? Mm, if I had to, it'd be like, uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Jump, Baby Got Back, Bohemian Rhapsody, Two Princes, Shiny Happy People, Matt. He remembers that one. Hold on and pump that jam. Awesome. Huh? All right, so here we are, lightning round. Um, let's go. What was the last TV show you binged? Lucifer. Favorite movie from the 90s? Mm, Star Wars, Phantom Menace. Fad from the 90s you still think is cool? Uh, uh, that's a toughie one. Uh, I, I guess the dancing, uh, you know, I mean, the, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I, would just, I guess Macarena is still kind of cool. We did it last year week at a pep rally if you could imagine that i was doing the macarena at a pep rally last week wow okay uh favorite beverage ground co coffee good coffee excellent coffee that's my favorite beverage signature dish that you cook or something you bake i make a mean guisado you cook that you cook is already blowing my mind uh do you prefer to fly or road trips we'll get back to that both okay i, I, I have a lot of both I mean, you start off in one way and you go another, but yeah, you, you've okay. got to explore. Yeah. Uh, pineapple on pizza. Never. Wow. You're missing out. Uh, what tape CD LP do you still have from high school that you have played the most? Keith Sweat, Nobody. <laughs> okay. So no, I, the only reason I, I said that about you cooking is because back in the day, I had to be the one to cook. You're like, buddy, I can't cook. You get to do it. So that's, I, I don't mind. I love cooking it. I cook very well, but you did not cook back then. So that's why I was like, wait, what? You, I, I thought you were going to say, I don't cook. I think we both have come a long way. If I recall, before you can cook, you must know how to start a fire. And if you <laughs> recall, there were instances where we could not cook because we failed to start a fire. Yeah. No, we tried the old 
pyramid method, the one to two here and there, and we still were not able to cook. So that was, if anything, that was, I guess, one of the things that I enjoyed that you and I learned to, um, I don't know, I guess we could say we learned uh, to do is to start a fire, you know, outside your house. But now since yeah. you told me about your awesome egg, I hope to get one of those what do you call it? The the thing you said that you used to cook out the the green egg thing. Big green egg. Do not yeah. get anything smaller than a large. That's that's what large I'm up for. I yeah, want something enough. that's going to make cooking easier outside. But yeah, that was it. Well, Luis, it's been a pleasure catching up with you. It's been uh, many years, as we mentioned, but I'm glad to see that you you know you're you're actually a very different person from what I remember, and quite surprised and pleasantly surprised at that that you're a teacher. So mind blown again, not that, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Uh, your mother was a teacher for many, many, many years. So wonderful. Thank you very much. Hey, well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. It really, really was. And um, hopefully we get to do this again sometime. Absolutely. All right. I will see you then. Take care. Thanks for listening. And if you'd like to participate, drop us a line.